The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. All right, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into our show today. Blake Harrell, defensive coordinator, joins us to wrap up the spring football game. The game ended in a 40-40 tie, but there was some controversy, and we're going to check out the film and find out exactly who won the spring game. Don't give it away now, Coach, but... You know, was was there controversy? Well, I think just wherever you're standing, there's always controversy. <laughs> Whether it was sideline you're standing on, you know, officials, whoever it may be. So, it, overall, it's good, though. All right, we'll take a look at that. We'll be back with more on the Brian Bailey Show right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. The spring football game ended in a 40-40 tie, but did it. We understand that Coach Houston is looking at videotape as we speak right now to try to determine a winner. A lot on the line. The winning team gets steak and shrimp. The losing team gets beanie weenies. If it's a 40-40 tie, my question on Saturday was, are you guys all eating shrimp and steak? Are all you guys eating beanie weenies but uh, that answer never came and we're still awaiting word because the last play of the game was actually a loss correct (laughs) (laughs) and if that's a loss then that's a point i think there's probably some debate on that as well but there's only one man's opinion that matters and that's coach houston so at 5 30 this evening we do our uh winners dinner we'll find out what we eat so and the losers also have to serve the winners that's part of the deal too so uh, i got a feeling if they call it a tie that you know coaches may have to go in there and serve everybody yeah maybe the coaches eating beanie weenies and all the players get the steak and the coaches are serving everybody which, which is all right too we need to serve those guys at, at some point too we've got our facebook live feed up if you have a question or comment for blake harrell defensive coordinator at east carolina be sure to jot those down we'll get those to uh the coach during this next hour but uh, when you look at, at the spring game itself you guys had to be very very pleased we were joking about it that it almost seems like the point system is kind of out of whack when you do something like that because you guys you guys were dominating the game and then it was a close game game late and next thing you know it we had a tie yeah there's a thousand different ways to do a spring game i think and just what you really want to go out there and do is, is be competitive and once your guys play hard and that's kind of what you evaluate as coaches are we playing with a great effort are we playing physical are we playing the game we want, want to play and the culture that we want to bring that coach houston's established and you know i thought for the most part we had some guys flying around and trying to do that and it was really good to see and, and see them do that and the score in a, in a spring game nobody ever remembers that anyway <laughs> so as long as we're getting um getting better and, and finding ways to to uh you know be nc state come september that's that's what we're looking forward to you, you know when you look at a game like that and i know you know some folks like to see a lot of offense and i thought the pirates best chance to make a big play was the very first play of the game that was that was close but really these spring games are usually you know the keys are you want to you know show great effort and you want to stay healthy and you don't want to show anything off because obviously yeah. you know nc state's going to be looking at, at a lot of that too yeah that is very true you kind of keep it vanilla so right. to speak and you know very basic and, and you're right They're the very first play of the, of the scrimmage had a, had a chance to, to be a home run ball and I think there's a couple more there that if we just don't play just you know for a step behind probably home run balls as well so defensively 
we're good that those those didn't hit, but we're, we're <laughs> close. And we got to make sure we don't give those plays up. And um, you know, just like you said, we played with pretty good effort throughout the day, and just you know, happy to see some guys go out there and perform. I was standing on the offensive side during the game, and they were like, "Man, this this is not right because we call a screen pass, and there's more people on the defense that knew it was a screen than our guys in the huddle knew it was a screen." Yeah, that's there's a lot the, of that going on, isn't it? Yeah, that's the advantage <laughs> you have. It's, it's it's almost like a bowl game in that that yeah. aspect. You play in uh, you know 14 practices against. <laughs> team you're going to go play and and yeah. you know you've seen that look several times throughout the spring and our kids do a pretty good job of picking up on stuff yeah. like that well that's that's a, that was a lot of fun i think a lot of the guys enjoyed it weather if it had just been like today it would have been so much better <laughs> it was a little chilly out and you know but really for the spring you guys had pretty good weather it, it has been a great spring yeah. I mean, there's a few practices there i think we have one that we had to cancel because yeah. of uh you know lightning and thunder and we're gonna get that and you know you'd love to have an indoor for those those reasons and uh we had to move it around but you know for the most part of spring it's been pretty good weather and you know even saturday i, I felt like it was a pretty good day because i was up in the box and and really nice and comfortable up there yeah i bet you were i bet you were when you look at this pirate defense and and what you were able to accomplish this spring what were some of the things that your goals for the spring and were you able to accomplish all those yeah i, I think you know the, the big key we talked about defensively is we lost some guys yeah uh they're very productive for us ramser bivens you know warren saber dj four uh jaquan mcmillan and so, so on and so forth and those guys had been around for a long yeah, time and they played a lot of football yeah and a lot of valuable snaps and been very productive and we talked about not, you know, we got to guys have guys step up individually and improve their game individually. But as a collective whole group, who is going to make up that production? It's got to be all of us together, and then build our depth with some other things we tried to, you know, uh, improve this spring. And I think we did those things, and we saw some guys that we didn't know about before the spring that kind of stepped up. And you think, hey, this is a guy we can go win games with. This is a guy we can depend on, you know, come game time to play some valuable snaps. So, just kind of, we still got a, a long ways to go before September. And if we can make those same jumps this summer and in fall camp that we made this spring, then then you feel like you're giving yourself a chance to win next fall. What happens now as far as the players go, and you guys will get them back, say, the first week of August? Yeah, so the, so the, their schedule for the next couple of months is, uh, you know, they'll be in the weight room the next few weeks and really finishing up strong academically. Uh, then they'll get about 10 days off, I think, in May. Uh, then they come back, and they're in that summer program. And I think the uh, – some of the rules are kind of changing this summer where you might be able to be a little bit more hands-on. Good. Some more, a few more walkthroughs in June. So June will be a weight program, maybe some walkthrough meetings type thing. Uh, July will be similar. And then come August is, is practice. So it never really stops for those guys. But, you know, they're, they're always finding ways to make themselves better and make our football team better. Will you have camps this year? Did you, and, and did you have them last year? <laughs> yeah, we had prospect camps last Good. year for the first time. You could have kids on campus. And we'll do that again this yeah. I think we got about five or six scheduled. And, you know, it's just a good opportunity to get uh, kids from all over, not just East North Carolina, North Carolina, but really the Southeast. I think we, we had 100-plus at each camp last year. So that's a, a bunch of young men on our campus. And you'll get some, some youth camps too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's always that's uh, always fun. The, the Junior Pirates, yeah, which is all, always a lot of fun. And just, you know, those kids being able to come out and see what our players go through, see our facilities, and then get coached by our coaches as well. And yeah. some of our players will be around for that. So, you know, we got a lot of good things in June. I think uh, the ladies' clinic's coming up, up in June as well. So it's, it's going to be a busy month. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you hit June, and, and for us it's kind of like June and July are our slow months. But once you hit August, and you guys will be busy, you'll get a couple of weeks off late July, right? Can you guys take a little bit of time off then? Yeah, so June, June is your um, your month. That it's not a dead period. Kids can be out in eval period. So that's when the camps are. Then that goes kind of dead the end of June. So you get a few weeks there with, off from recruiting. 
and as coaches you try to step away catch your breath refresh a little bit before you get going in, in august Last season, the Pirates won five of their last seven. I know one of the themes this spring has been when we get to September, we've got to get off to a better start than we have. What are some of the things you guys have worked on you know, to, to make sure you get off to a better start? And it's going to be difficult, obviously, with NC State coming to town, one of the best teams they've had in years. Yeah, and I think you know one, one thing for me defensively and for our, our, our unit defensively is just having a better identity of who we are going in. I think coming off of 2020, Going into 21, we were playing some new guys in new spots and didn't have a true identity. And I think that identity came around about game four or five of feeling, hey, maybe we're more of an odd front, three-man front than we are this. And maybe we're going to give up with less explosives if we play this coverage. Uh, so we got to, you know, we're I think we're ahead of where we were this time last year. So that's going to help out. And just we got to put, you know, put our foot to the, to the gas pedal and be ready to go come September. And like you said, you, you don't want to start that same start we had last year. Yeah. When you play a team, you know, like an NC State to start, does that help out with with summer conditioning, summer practice? Because you know, the the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it's a train, and maybe it is a train, <laughs> but still, you see that carrot because camp is grueling. It's so yeah. very difficult yeah. for the coaches, for the players, for everybody. But when you know, hey, September third's coming. Yeah, September third in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, right. and NC State, a top twenty five team, who's a a really really good opponent, and that, I think that definitely gives you something extra to work for. And just know that you got to be on top of your game. You got to be focused and locked in every single day this summer because there is no time for for days off when you play an opponent like that. And, and you know that with the experience that this pirate football team has, that they certainly won't go in intimidated or anything. This going to be that, that to me. That's going to be a war. Yeah, I don't think our kids. You know, they view it as a challenge. Yeah. Uh, our guys view it as a challenge, and they're excited about it. Um, you know, and, and they're ready to go play it and, and be in front of our crowd in front of Pirate Nation and and go see what happens. After the spring game on Saturday, of course, uh, Coach Houston had a little ceremony on the field with the rings, and and that was really cool. And just to see, and I don't think I've seen this before with with a team. I've seen lots of Pirate teams get lots of rings, especially in baseball, but the emotions out there, it was really, I mean, some of those guys were just overcome with it because I don't know if they they didn't expect it to look as good as it looked or or what it was. And Coach Houston said it, you know, a lot of times you probably won't get a ring, you know, for just making a bowl game. But this time, you you made a bowl game and as he said, and we were there together around Christmas and Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, that team was locked in. That team was going to put a hurting on somebody you remember those last couple of practices we had before the game got canceled there. yeah i mean it was like hey our, our guys are ready yeah. they're locked in they're ready to go play and they're not ready to go play but go win the game right and we felt really good about that and the preparations and i think as you mentioned i think sometimes you have to get to those points before you can take the next step yep. some of us have opened those boxes and seen the rings in there before but for our players not yeah. a lot of those guys have done that ever that's right and just saying it got a little taste of that and hopefully that keeps us hungry and hungry to kind of take the next step. I was standing there when Holt Naylor's opened his up, and he had tears in his eyes, and it was yeah. like, you know, this is really, you know, this is really cool, and he's got a chance to get another one. Well, you think what you know those guys have been through and persevered through for this program, and and how they've changed things around, and just really established a new culture here. That's yeah. really special. Blake Harrell, our guest, live in the studio. We'll take your questions and comments on our Facebook live feed. If you have some, we'll take a commercial break. We'll come back more with more with the Pirate Defensive Coordinator coming up after this.
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to The Brian Bailey Show on this Monday, taking your questions and comments on our Facebook Live feed. We've got a first question coming in. Wanted to know, who was the surprise defensive player of the spring for you guys this year? Yeah, I think we had a bunch of guys who turned in some really good performances this spring and, and continue to get better every single day. Uh, then the kid we were talking about in our defensive meeting this morning was Demel Hickman. Yeah, you know, ja- Jaquan McMillan's gone, and um, we made, we moved some guys around a little bit. Jawan Powell gets banged up early in the spring, and Demel Hickman got a lot of snaps. And he might have been our third or fourth corner last year, and maybe playing you know the best out wide right now, and doing a really nice job out there. So just really proud of him and everything that he's been through here, and he's been here a while and, and done a really nice job this this spring. And he had, he led the uh, tackle sheet right on the stat sheet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you know. He, as a linebacker coach, maybe defense coordinator, you don't want to see your corner and be the, the leading <laughs> tackler. But uh, not just proud of him, though. I mean, just, yeah. it just shows you he's he's not just a guy that's going to play the ball in the air, but he's he's not scared to get his nose bloody, we say, and and, and uh, stop the run in there. So does a good job with all those things. As far as some of the other players, I mean, we were talking about a kid that you know that's really close to all of us because he played at South Central with yeah. Jeremy Lewis. I mean, here's a guy who came in, and sometimes guys get lost in the shuffle, and then he was in the tight end room be, yeah. out of necessity because he can play anywhere. I right. mean, he can play offense, defense. You know, they, they, both I mean, Coach K may try to get it back over there. <laughs> well, but, but he's really, really a talented player. He's he very talented. You know, and I don't think when he was at tight end, he knew exactly how talented he was. Right. And uh, we were doing the defense. You know, last spring he was limited. Had, went, had a little injury, a little banged up. And then I had a really good fall. And then this spring, he's just been, you know, lights out. And, and just, I think he's feeling comfortable. He's feeling at home with the position. And not only that, he's kind of setting, you know, the tempo and the energy for our defense. He, he brings a little little something there, too, as well. So just, you know, looking forward to him, you know, and how much better he can get between now and, and uh, the fall and just seeing what he can do this fall. Do you have some players that you haven't had a chance to work with yet that come in that will come in late? And I know the transfer portal is always open. Uh, are you looking for some players there? And I know you can't be specific on some of that, but are you are you still looking for for guys? Well, I think you're always looking to add to your roster and how much you know. What can we do to make our program, our football team, better between now and, and game one? And so you're always looking for you know different ways you can do that, whether it's through. You know, adding a, adding a guy to your roster or just moving a guy around wherever it may be. So you're always looking at those uh, possibilities. And as far as, you know, incoming freshmen that we signed, I think Siobhan Rebel is a, a corner from the Juco Lewisburg, an older guy that, you know, you hope to come in. And, and he's a longer guy that gives us some depth at corner. Um, and then we got a couple more freshmen coming in as well. Uh, Shandre Mims' brother, CJ. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he's been yeah, coming to practice and scrimmages and looks really good. So, you know, if he's got that same motor Shandre is, you, you would think he could help you right away, too. Is it is it a challenge to, to kind of have to wait for some of those guys? I mean, or, or do you have in your head, like, okay, when we get all our parts, you know, we'll be that much better off? Yeah, I think sometimes, as, you know, when a guy comes in, you, you got to be patient with him. You can't. You know, a new a new system. They don't. How they gonna adjust to your culture? College football for some of them. They're in a high school, and maybe they're. You know, it's not the same same practice atmosphere, so yeah. to speak. So they gotta get accustomed to all those things. 
Uh, but, you you know, you would like for some of those guys to step up and surprise you and be able to help you out come fall. With the young players, do you still see what they used to call the I-95 eyes? They, <laughs> yeah. they want to get back to the other side of yeah, 95 I, if they get a little homesick. You know, we've been very blessed and very fortunate. Yeah. Just the, the guys that they really seem to want to be here and, and seem to be very happy and you know, in a good place. You know, you, I've been places where, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we used to call it the midnight train where <laughs> they would take off. That sounds like something out of Yellowstone. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> take the train, well, take the, the midnight ride, and you're not, you're never coming back. But yeah, some guys, and it's just it's, it's an adjustment, even for the JUCO transfers who have played sometimes, you know, in college atmosphere. But but this atmosphere is different than what they've seen before, and and the key to whether they're going to contribute or not is how quickly they get acclimated. Right, and there's there's no question, just. Every program's different. Every school's different. Every level's different. And, and obviously, we play at a high level in the American Conference. And, and guys coming in, the quicker they can pick those things up. Um, you know, and one young man has done a really nice job of it is J.D. Lampley, who should be uh, getting ready for his senior prom right now. Was a mid-year enrollee from uh, Richmond County and just playing really well up front for us. And that's got to be an advantage when those guys come in early. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And just... You know, not only with the the weight room, spring ball, academics, it just gets me so far ahead. So yeah. it's, it's been a really good move. Yeah. Blake Harrell, defensive coordinator, joining us as we uh, wrap up the spring football game. He kind of talked a little bit about the fact that after this, you know, the guys will go into their summer conditioning. And, and you know, with Big John and summer conditioning in eastern North Carolina, I mean, you know, Big John's got a little bit of an advantage because <laughs> he's got that natural heater out there because yeah. it is going to be hot. Yeah, you, you can turn turn the uh, heat up on them pretty quick, just naturally to take them outside and, and uh, get them going. So, um, you know, but he does a great job in the weight room, just summer conditioning and, you know, putting strength on, increasing speed, all those type of things. And you so said you guys will get a little hands-on. How's that work? Yeah, in the, in the past, they've, uh, you know, it's always just been meetings and some skill development on the field. I think they're trying to change that. We won't know for sure quite yet. Uh, I think the, the the FOC, the football committee or whatever it is, meets and has a final vote on that. But it's looking like it's going to go that way. Yeah. That'll be that'll be good to get back out there and, and have a little bit of a chance. We, you talked a little bit about the indoor, you know, the need for an indoor facility, and I know the plans are, you know, to get that thing cranked up as soon as possible. You know, on one side, you kind of see you go through a pandemic and you, you know the money and that kind of thing, but you got to have money to be able to build something like that. On the other hand, you know, it's a necessity, isn't it? Oh, no, no doubt. And here's what I see: like, not only for like the, we're missing on practice because of lightning. What about in the summer when hey a kid just wants to get out of the heat and go go work on his skills or you know I see our guys when I first got here I never saw our guys out on the turf working practicing throwing the ball around they're out there all the time now and I, I just can't help but think if we had an indoor how much more they'd use it how many more guys would be in there and not just you know our guys but maybe a little bit of everybody in the in the, in the whole athletic program so it could be a huge advantage and just for our, our student athletes and i know it's a sense of pride too i think you know you kind of look around the state and most everybody's gotten you know yeah you, gotten one you so look, you, definitely look around and you got to catch up a little bit and yep. that can that can hurt you in recruiting i don't know if it does yet but down the road you know the sooner yeah. the better for that thing. yeah it's definitely talked about in recruiting i mean you, you yeah. hear those recruits and you know it's easier for one school to say oh we got one they don't have one up there and you know, and then what's what, you know, it kind of puts you behind a little bit. When you look at, at what this defense has to do to be successful come September, you know, when you guys get to August, what are some of the things you work on from day one? It, well, you know, you got to get back into because sometimes when you slip away, and, and you saw it Saturday, we, we I thought we played with a pretty good effort, 
and, and energy and the way we want to play the game. Sometimes when you slip away from practice for a couple months, you can get let bad habits or just get out of the, the routine. So we got to get back to that. And then we just got to get back to hey, playing physical, our physical brand of football. So. You know, this Pirate team in past years, you know, they've they've had years where they struggled tackling. It hasn't been that way lately. Is is there something that you guys do to make sure that the team is a good ta- tackling team? Because you know, that's one of the things you hear. You know, four, five, six, seven years ago, it's like, hey, they can't tackle anybody. But this team, you don't hear that. Yeah, we we just were watching film this morning, and we're talking about somebody. I think it was Miles actually went and he took the shot on Rajay and. Uh, made him stop his feet well the rest you know we're, we're pursuing the football and it's an easy tackle for the next guy yeah and you're, you're talking about he missed a tackle but the next the next guy in made it for maybe another yard so right. um and i think the guys have really done a nice job of just not don't stop their feet going and taking shots and really just playing chin out of their toes as coach houston would say and, and that's been um you know helped us tackle i would say as far as a defense goes playing against the offense that east carolina has has to help you guys you, you look at the running backs that east carolina has with rajay and with keaton mitchell i mean you know those two guys, they're they're as good as we've had here as a tandem. I think forever, probably. There's no doubt. They stress you every single snap. Yeah. I mean, when they're back there, you know, you better you better honor the run. You better you know be sound in the run game. They can take it to the house at any time. And Holt Naylor's is you know as good a quarterback as there is in our league. I mean, he not only I don't think he gets credit for everything he does. Because, right. You know, if you get in the wrong defense, he's going to check them in the right play, and he's going to hurt you. So you got to be very careful with that. Yeah, and he did a little bit of that on Saturday, and he was he was joking on the sidelines about. about I told you before about the defense. And they're yelling, "Screen, screen, screen!" And they they knew it was coming. But you know, I think offensively that we're going to see more you know screens and that type of thing to get the football to a Keaton Mitchell and to a Roger Harris because you know you, you got to get those guys the ball. Yeah, that would be my plan if I. Yeah, <laughs> you're on that side. I, of the, I, I agree. With you, you know, I want them. I want them to score a bunch of points and do it slowly as possible. That way, it's less snaps for the defense. That's that's the big thing for me. The, the upcoming season with four home games to start. Have you ever been a part of a season, whether you were playing or coaching or anything like that, with four home games no, to start? No, first time. So yeah, that's it's exciting though. Yeah. I mean, it's and that's another reason that you got to get off to a good start because you know you got all those home games, you got to take advantage of them. But it's going to be difficult. Yeah, people remember how you play at home, and and that's uh, how you open up the season. And we got that starting four games right off the bat, and so we got to make sure hey, each week we bring our A game. Yeah, it's going to be uh, exciting. You got State as a non-conference opponent. I'm going off the top of my head. You got you got Old Dominion game two and Campbell in game three. Yep. Then you start conference play in game four. With and Navy. Then you, yeah. That's right. That's right. It is Navy. <laughs> They're easy to defend. You don't oh, yeah. have to worry about those guys. They don't have much offensively. They don't do anything different, do they? No, yeah. No. That was fun at Navy this past year because East Carolina has had, you know, so just a lack of success against Navy, but playing them this past year. And that was that was an up and down game. And, you know, I think you guys played a really good defensive game against them, but it was a really good game. Yeah. You know, you know I think um, a couple of things of that Navy game, it was their senior night, and I don't think they'd lost a senior, senior they had in like You're 17 right. years or something yeah. crazy and I think they take their their game to just a new level for you but uh, you know I think we had some ups and downs in that game as you mentioned I thought the second half was was really I think we shut them out except for one play in the second half I wish they got a long run out on us but um, you know it's like you said they do so many things differently than everybody else in your league that it, when they're at the end of your schedule, it's hard to keep up with that throughout the season because you're worried about all the other yeah. opponents. And I think at the beginning of the schedule, it may be, you know, we'll keep going through it from 
uh fall camp summer stuff will work through it so it, it may work out a little bit better this at the beginning as well yeah i would say playing navy and, and it, historically it looks like the earlier you play them the better it is because they've had some struggles in their opening games yeah they, they definitely get better yeah. throughout the year you know i think if you look historically like you said their schedule yeah. they, they're better at the end of the season uh, so ho- hopefully that continues for them all right against navy last year you're in the booth what were you thinking when owen went out for a 54 yard field goal attempt <laughs> hey i thought that was our best opportunity <laughs> to win the game and i was glad to see it go through the uprights oh man that was that was one of those moments that you just never forget but that was uh he blasted that kick and that was that was awesome it, it was one of those cold nights it wasn't necessarily that cold but it was one of those colds that you're not used to yet because right. you know the time of year it was and then the, it's coming off the water right. in annapolis so it was a little bit cool but uh, yeah he kicked that thing through and that was uh one of those big wins for east carolina last year and, and you have to have those, those kinds of wins and the memphis games yeah. you know the two-point conversion i mean that was that was classic you know we just did a thing in practice last week where we, we caught seven shots and we got seven uh two-point plays and, and our guys are all bought into that right now because of the memphis game yeah and what that meant and, and what that came not only did it mean a win at memphis but what it meant for our program yeah, what are you thinking when, when you're, you know, you see memphis is going to go for two and and i remember talking to some of you guys afterwards that that you know we were prepared you know we were ready for that particular play and that makes a big difference yeah our players probably felt better than i did <laughs> you know when you're up in the box you make your call and you, you think you're prepared and you think you're ready but you never know i mean it's and it's one comes down to one play. A whole ball game comes down to one yeah. play. You, you get a little, little uptight when you see it you know, as it's going. Is it like it's in slow motion to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can hope like it. hurry up and finish. Yeah, get him on the ground, throw the ball in there, you know, out of bounds, do something, and, and do it quick. So <laughs> your heart stops for a few seconds there. That's funny. We're glad your heart continued on. <laughs> we we love having you here at East Carolina. Blake Carroll, defensive coordinator. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll take more of your questions and comments on our Facebook live feed and talk more pirate defense wrapping up the spring game with blake harrell after this you're listening to the brian bailey show powered by greenville utilities community owned community powered now back to the show all right, welcome back to the show. Blake Harrell, defensive coordinator at East Carolina, is our guest live here in the studio, taking your questions and comments on our Facebook Live page. Want to wrap up our second chance with the Sweet 16 contest. <clears throat> Excuse me. And our winner is our good friend, one of our guest pickers, Brian Medor. He had all four of the final four teams right. He had Kansas to play in the finals. And, of course, Kansas went on to win the championship game. But he gets a full detail from our good friends at Greenville Auto World. He's getting a couple of Pirate Radio t-shirts, the white ones and the the, uh, military greens and he's got pizza for a month from papa john so we'll get that to my good friend brian medor and second place this young man got two of the final four correct and had kansas to win it all and our second place goes to mr clip brock yeah you already knew that you're already celebrating back there. i didn't even tell you i was kind of trying to surprise you had the Jayhawks congratulations yeah so congratulations and i don't think you have a, a pirate radio oh, what t-shirt did I get, by the way? pirate radio t-shirt so oh, great. that's all that's all you get you might talk to me or he might give you one of those papa john's pizzas but right, uh, right. i'm not sure if, if i'll say something have. nice about the cowboys too, <laughs> you should you should always say something nice about the cowboys because mike houston's a big cowboy is blake Carroll a big cowboy fan no, not a cowboys fan yeah. <laughs> i grew up with well, yeah, a falcons fan and when the panthers came along came oh you're a panther yeah. fan oh good yeah, so. Well, you can join the Washington Commodores and 
Well, they're losing efforts and <laughs> be right, right along with them. Just kidding. Everything you say, I write down. I know, I know. <laughs> My Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in a long, long time. In fact, the other day on YouTube, I watched uh, the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl just to just to cheer for my team again uh, with some success some grainy. was that in black and white <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was fred flintstone carved it out on a big rock <laughs> and let us see it all right let's talk uh pirate defense and talk uh, jaquan mcmillan who obviously leaves the program uh he's had a couple of those uh visits with nfl teams those 30 visit deals yeah. how high can he go in the draft do you think well i knew, I knew just had some interest last week and was out visiting a couple different pro uh, couple teams there and just uh you know really excited for jaquan and, and just really proud of what he did for us here at pirate nation and, and for our football program just the young man he is and yeah. how he handles things you know we'd all love to have him back and, and be around him for another year and and see him playing dowdy ficklin but we're just wishing him the best and you know anything can happen on those draft nights you know i know one or two guys fall here or something comes you know negative out about a certain young man maybe jaquan will get a chance to move up or, or you know whatever it may be but i think he's certainly going to get an opportunity we all know that He's going to make the best of it. I can't remember a defensive back who had you know such a, a star-studded year that he had last year. I mean, just some of the big plays that he made. You can tell you off the top of your head, the Marshall game. We all think about the big comeback, yeah. but think about the play of the end. Uh, yeah. You had to be a little nervous up in the booth on oh, that, yeah. that last drive. He, he ends the game at Marshall. He has a big yeah. picket in the Memphis game. Right. He, he picks and scores the Charleston Southern game. He, you know, the Navy game on the fourth down. Or I guess it's the third down. He's actually uh, forced the fumble there that made him punt. So. Right. You know, just throughout the season, he made a lot of big mm-hmm. plays like that and stepped up in, in the key, key moments. All right, let's go through what you've got right now for a defense. Let's go through the positions and start on the defensive line. But what, what are you looking at? What What is in-house, ready to go, and, yeah. and kind of yeah, the that, parts? Yeah, the parts, you know, and I think it, it filled in. Just two, two guys that we saw all last fall that we already know about is uh, Manny um Manny Hickman and uh, Chad Stevens and, and both do just very solid do a good job out there so very excited to have those guys back and um, you know at nose guard you, we've got several pieces that have played there um, you know Elijah Morris is everybody's favorite story but yeah that's a great story he, he's played he's played both positions inside this spring so just kind of trying to be a little bit more flexible with him but Xavier McGiver Deontay Johnson they both came along this spring and had nice springs uh, at you know tackle, Rick DeBrayu has been doing well. JD Lampley, we we mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, has, has been a freshman that you can you look at and you say, hey, we can count on this guy to come, you know, play in the fall. Uh, you know, you got Sandre Mims in that room, who's been a nice addition, and then uh, Surad Ware. So all all those guys in the middle there have been nice additions. Um, you know, then the outside backer, we talked about Jeremy Lewis earlier, right. who's who's playing as well as anybody in our defense, I think, right now, and doing a really nice job. And then we've added some depth right there with uh, Jack Powers, the transfer from Nevada, who's just a really solid kid. Had a had a big third down stop the other day, knocked the ball down, thought he was going to pick it, but just you know, not only is he making him himself better our defense better but he's you know we talked about competing within right. position rooms and and sometimes i think when it's fall camp or, or spring go choose and talk to our guys about this the other day um the competition is not me against you it's, it's about us pushing each other to get right better. and jack's been one of those guys that's uh that's been able to do that uh you know we, we moved xavier smith back to mike full time so okay. he's just concentrating on mike backer and doing a nice job there and you know, you got Jacoby Simpson in the room, who's, uh, you know, really a, 
about a third year, fourth year guy. Uh, he's got a couple. Xavier's years. about a seven year guy. Yeah, it? it feels like it some days. <laughs> yeah. And then Miles Berry is playing over at Will still, and uh, Taylor Jackson's still in that room. And then out at Sam, um, Gerard Stringer's done a nice job out there. And then the other the other Sam backer that also plays some safety this spring is Jaira Wilson, and just showing he's versatile. He can play multiple spots, and some of that was just due to depth this spring and just just through some quality practices there, but. Uh, just excited to have those two guys back. Demetrius Mooney had a good spring out there. Yeah, you know he's a guy that uh, it, we're starting to say, hey, we got to get this guy on the field. He, we can count on him. He, he can he can bring it off the edge and do some things. So just excited about him. Um, on the other back end, you know Tegan Wilkes back there. And yeah, I like him. Still punching footballs out. You yeah, know? he's a, he's as good as I've seen about you know ball carrier. He punching the ball carrier out of you know getting the ball loose and, and getting it back to the Pirates and you know he continues to do that every day in practice you know it's not not something just shows up on Saturdays right whether it's at Marshall or you know wherever it was throughout the season but it shows up every practice every scrimmage that we we have so he's he's been impressed by there Sean Dorsey still had a good spring uh, Julius Wood is, is a young man that I think had about 50, 50 75 snaps in the fall and has um, really come on this spring of being a guy that we think can. Take, take it to our defense to the next level possible. Why is it that some guys have that knack? I mean, it, it's it's a talent, but it's also a knack, isn't it? Yeah, Just to it, knock that ball loose and yeah, no no doubt, it, you know. And, and we, so we do this. Uh, we use, we usually put this little highlight up there for our defensive unit meeting. This WWKMD is how it started. What would Cleo Mack do? <laughs> and uh, you know, our point was, you know, Cleo Mack's not just satisfied with getting a sack; he wants the strip sack right. to knock the ball out and get it back. And uh, so, the, so at the end of the season, we're at the end of the spring, we started doing what would Tegan Wilk do? WWTWD. <laughs> so, but he, and, then, and then we talked about the corners earlier. Demel, uh, Demel Hickman out there, and Malik Fleming's back, and uh, just excited about those guys. Isaiah Brown Murray had a nice spring as well. So, you know, just got a lot of lot of familiar names back, and that's that's always a good thing. Oh when yeah. You, when you've got guys back that have played, have experience, and then you're adding some new guys who can come in and play with those older guys. So it's, it's exciting. And, and I tell you, when you you're looking at defensive football, and like you said, you know we want guys to be competitive and you know in practice, but it's not you against me. It's how we're going to be competing against one another to make the whole team better. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a great concept. And you said that about our running backs earlier. It's yeah, not, it's not defense against offense. It's say you know if. Keaton and Raji are stressing the defense. Well, the defense has to play at a higher level. Right. If Holt Naylor's is stressing the defense, the defense has to play at a higher level and vice versa. And we all get better and we all improve and we all get to where we want to be come fall. Yeah, that's going to be exciting come fall. We're hoping, and I, I know, I hate to even bring this up, but we're hoping that the state game is going to be like a seven o'clock kickoff. At least that's what I'm hoping. Do you guys have a preference? Or you yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I yeah. think for our fans and, and for you know everybody involved there, I think a night game would be pretty cool just to yeah. be in down Dowdy Ficklin. Uh, you know, this is going to be electric. Yeah, and we had the Sakana game at noon. I just didn't think that was uh, as good as it could have been. I thought it was right. a great atmosphere, right. but I thought a night game would be even yeah, better. A night game would be awesome. I think the folks at East Carolina are hoping for the same thing, but a lot of it's out of their hands. A lot of it, you know, deals with television, and yeah. television rules the world, as we well know. Yeah, back in the day, you, you know, you used to be able to set like, "Hey, we want to play at this time and this yeah, day." That's and right. It was all in the coaches and the ads' hands. Now it's, it's totally out of that. Yeah, and, it's and, all and TV, yep. most certainly. All right, take us through what you guys do. You know, when when you play a game on Saturday and, and you, just, you just came up with a big win and you got another big game coming up the next Saturday, when you get to, to work on Sunday morning, you know, what, what is your week like and, and how 
how do you put that game plan together with the guys and that kind of thing? Yeah, and, you know, like how you said, come off a big win, so the coffee always tastes better on Sunday right. morning. Yes, it does. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, and I yeah. don't think that everybody, you know, realizes exactly what all goes into it because you got to get back in there Sunday morning. You're finishing out, hey, what what kind of tweaks did we have from the day before that we need to kind of get fixed? Uh, what's some things that we got to take this to the next level to get, to make us better down the road? Who's hurt and who's not? And who, the injury report. There's so yeah. many little variables that go into, you know, getting prepared for the next week, and then you jump right on the next opponent. Um, and what we have is some analysts and GAs that kind of work a week ahead always. Okay. So a lot of that stuff, you know, leg work, breakdowns is already done. So as co- you know, as a defense coordinator, just walk in, it's like, hey, here's here's what they do. Here's their base personnel. Here's their strengths. Here's their weaknesses. Then you kind of take that and you start breaking down the film as well and watching it and kind of developing a game plan. And we try to, you know, get our game plan, our guys early in the week, Monday, Tuesday at the latest, just so our guys can feel really comfortable with it come later in the week. And they get a chance to, you know, for whatever new new wrinkles we have going in, they get a chance to look at it, you know, Monday, practice it Tuesday, practice it Wednesday. By Thursday, Friday, you know, they feel really comfortable with it. And, and sometimes, is it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes you look at teams and, and you know you're going to blitz, you know, X amount of times or, or about that. And sometimes you're looking at, you know, blitz may not be the, the, the best way to go with that. So it kind of fluctuates, doesn't it? No doubt. It is, yeah. what, what is your opponent? You know, what do they handle really well? What are you trying to take away? We always say take away their fastball. If that was their best pitch, take that yeah. away. And uh, what, what can you do defensively to take that fastball away, make them go to their second and third pitch or their second and third option? So as a coaching staff with the defense, do you guys sit around, you know, after you look at film and, and that kind of thing, and then everybody has their own ideas, you kind of put it together? Yeah, I think a lot of staffs do it differently. Sometimes it's just all the coordinator, or maybe they divide things up, and we kind of do it collectively. Um, we'll, You know, we'll break it up as far as one coach may have a, a certain area of the game, maybe a red zone or short yardage or third and long, um, but then we'll all get to back together and kind of discuss our thoughts and, and what we see and kind of put some thoughts together. Then, you know, usually they look at me when I come in there with about 10 different things to do, uh, and I'll say, oh, we can't do all that. And then, you know, we'll all go home and sleep on it. And by the next morning, we throw some of it out, take some of it in, and kind of develop it from there. And they come out and say, Coach, you know, on third and long, they like to, you know, do a five-step drop or seven-step drop, you know, drop back. And I think we can, you know, we can blitz the corner on, on that. Right. That kind of, that's the kind of thing they no, come up with? No, no doubt. Like, yeah. hey, hey, this cover is going to look really good, or let's see if we can, you know, pr- bring this trap pressure. Or, hey, you know, I think we can man these guys up. Or, or hey, this quarterback's, he can, you know, Ritter can get out on us and run a little bit. We better have a spy guy for him in this situation. Or, hey, here's a screen, you know, on this certain uh, distance, the screen shows up. So let's make sure we're screen sounds in this area. Same thing, like they like to run a draw in this situation. They yep. ran it 48% of the time on third and less than seven yards. It, and and the, the, I mean, the analytics are just crazy. It, you know, it's a huge, huge analytic game, yeah. and it's, it's so key right now, and, and our guys do a great job with that. And, and then you also got to take into your experiences, too. You know, hey, that may be the analytics, but why were they doing that? You know, right. because maybe they were up three scores, right. and they were just trying to take care of the football. And we talked to Donnie Kirkpatrick a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about how the analytics have changed on, four, on you know, fourth down. Yeah. That, that it, and, and it affects, like, a defensive coordinator, if it's third and seven, you know, it, it kind of affects what you guys do because you know if they go less than third and four, they're going to go for it on yeah. fourth down. So it, it kind of changes your play calling, doesn't it? Well, no doubt. Well, let's yeah. talk about Navy for a second. Right. I mean, Navy on third and seven, that's just another down. That's, <laughs> that's right. Because if they get it to fourth and three, they're definitely going oh, for yeah. it. And, and there's so many more offenses if they're taking that philosophy that, hey, if we 
can get to a manageable fourth down. So it keeps you from on third down from just playing pass, you know, get, rush the quarterback and pass defense. It makes you be a little bit more sound in the run game. When you get to fourth down, say it's fourth and four, and you look up and they're going to go for it, do you feel like, hey, come on now. We, we stopped you three downs. What, what's the deal with that? I kind of get excited about it. Do you? Yeah, that, that's the other way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah I guess it, so. Because it's, it's an opportunity and we treat fourth downs. Like, your fourth down stop is like a turnover. Right. right. If, if we get you stopped on fourth down, it's, you're just turning the ball over to yeah. us. So, uh, we count that as a turnover in our room. And the other side, we haven't really talked about special teams, but I mean, all of your defensive players, I mean, do you like your starters playing on special teams? Yeah, most definitely. I tell our guys, like, hey, we want to go find as many ways to win the game as possible. If that means, hey, we got to be on, if we're on four special teams, let's play on four special teams. And if you got the right mindset, you got the right mentality, you want to be on the field. You want to yeah. go affect the game on kickoff, punt, punt block, you know, kickoff return. And, you know, so our, our guys have done a really nice job of buying into that. Coach Dallas and those guys. You know, our, our staff and Coach Houston do a really nice job with her special team. So just really excited about that. And I know you guys have talked about it, you know, endlessly. But really, when you guys when you guys hunker down during the season, I mean, you guys as a coaching staff, it's like a family. And you're going to have disagreements from time to time. But it always ends up that it's a family and you guys always get it, you know. Yeah. You, got, you got to be together as one. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> There's no egos. Nah, you, you can sit in that room and you can have disagreements and different thoughts. And that's the great thing about, you know, not only a football coaching staff, or is a football program hey when you walk out on that field or you walk out of that office or out of that locker room everybody's on the same page everybody's pulling in the same direction and the teams that can do that and the programs can do that are successful what's it like for you as a coach when you when you jog out on the field at daddy ficklin stadium when you're, you're down there you're down there for warm-ups because you usually go up you're upstairs yeah. but but when you, you see you know the, the, the team run out what, what, what are you feeling yeah even last saturday just to walk in daddy ficklin and see fans in there and yeah you know it's just, just a, such a special environment and you know to me i was always the the kid that grew up wanting to you know be in those big time atmospheres and that daddy ficklin is that and so it's been a awesome experience and you know just been awesome for me and my family to be here in greenville and, and be a part of pirate nation and and be part of those experiences i think we told you a couple of years ago when you first got here but you know, greenville's kind of a special place and especially when you're raising a family and you got a couple you know three girls out there playing softball right now and yeah <laughs> that'll keep you bu- that'll keep one of you busy yeah they just keep my wife busy <laughs> and uh you know I, I enjoy going out there and you know i think the nice thing i've always told people this thing the nice thing about having daughters as a as a football coach you don't expect them to be that competitive. You just enjoy it. So it's kind of, uh, you know, a little break. A little, you don't have to, you know, uptight about it. But my wife, she was a, um, she's a former college athlete. So, so everything is like uh, fourth and one for her when we go out there. You know, if they're not in the right stance, if they're not, you know, whatever the <laughs> technique with the swing they're supposed to be using. For me, I just like, hey, I'm just glad you're having a good time and glad you're out here. And, you know, but so it's a little yeah. bit difference of opinions there. That's good. Mom will get them straight. I've told this story before, but when my daughter was born, I had a, a baseball, a basketball, and a football all in the crib thinking I was having, you were having a boy. Yeah. So I had to take the walk of shame and took it out. <laughs> but my daughter ended up being, she played at Sarah Law for years. She was on the first two, uh, Babe Ruth World Series championship That's team awesome. in 2000. And it was, it was so much fun to watch. But, you know, and I always think back to, when my kids were playing, it's like you try not to be that dad. Yeah. But I got a bad feeling I was that dad <laughs> a lot of times, and I didn't mean to be. Yeah. But it's just you know when you're going through it one time, and then now I look back and I'm like, well, why, is, why is he saying get your hands on the bat? Why is he saying do this, do that? Yeah. And I was the same. Way. I mean, <laughs> so I'm like your wife. I'm probably doing yeah. the, the same exact thing, trying to to get that thing I, figured out. I just try to be the good cop, you know, the good dad, and just let her be the bad. Take a <laughs> good ice cream afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. that stuff. Hey, whatever.
There you go. Blake Harrell, defensive coordinator, joining us live in the studio. We'll take our final break, and then we'll wrap things up with Coach Harrell and get you set for next week on The Brian Bailey Show right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Wrapping things up with Blake Harrell, East Carolina defensive coordinator, as the Pirates have seven of 11 starters returning uh, from last year. And with some of the other parts that you have, you got to really feel good about this defense. You do. Just, uh, you know, we're we're so far ahead. We're, we're on our first guy here. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, just... Still got a lot of work to do. Still got, to, you know, got to have a great summer and a great August because um, you can put certainly if you don't do the things you need to do this summer and this uh, August, you can put yourself behind. So we got to keep working every day. You can't have any days off, as you mentioned earlier. Our first opponent was going to keep you on top on your toes for that. But just you know, the experience we have back and the guys out there is now you feel like hey, we got guys out there that can run the defense and run the show. And you know, there's a perfect example on Saturday. We made a call and. They get in a different formation that we were expecting, and, and the kids hadn't weren't used to that, so they just checked the defense to a totally safe call. And hey, I tell them, if we're all wrong, we're all right, we're all on the same page, then we're going to be okay. And uh, you feel really good about that experience coming back. And Coach Houston talks about that a lot, and Donnie Kirkpatrick does too. Having a guy like Holt Naylor is doing oh, yeah. the same type thing. I mean, when they're that experienced, it's almost like you've got a couple on defense that are almost just like coaches on the field. Yeah, no doubt. And just they've played a lot of football now. Yeah. They've played, you know. Two years for you in the same program, same defense, and uh, they feel really comfortable with it about doing those things. So that makes a world of difference. Do you remember when you first came to Greenville and turned that film on from the year before, just to kind of look at you know what you were getting into? Did you get a little nervous? Yeah, you tried not to watch much of that film, <laughs> uh, and not, not in a negative way, right? And I say that just because you didn't want, but it's just different. Yeah, you don't want to take a a young man what he did the year before in a different defense for different, you know, and, and take it to. Uh, have a pre preconception opinion right. about the kid. You want to give them a clean slate and start over. And and I think you know for some of our guys that's that's been huge and just building confidence in them and letting them know that one you care about them and two you believe in them and just watch them take off from there. And successful defenses you know are, are defenses that don't have to think. Yeah. Right. You make the call and everybody knows exactly what to do when everything happens and they just and they're just flying around to the ball. They they react and go play. Right. And I think you mentioned it earlier they they were prepared for that two point play in Memphis. Well, that's what right. happened. You know they had confidence. They were prepared and they didn't have to think. They just go played fast and and was able to win the game there. Yeah, and we talked about that two point play. When when the whole game comes down to one play. The thing that would go through my mind is like, I hope they do something we've seen before because if we <laughs> if they do something crazy and we've seen two point you know yeah. plays throughout the years, but you know you guys you hit the jackpot with that yeah, one. Yeah, it worked out really well for us. Yeah, that was the Memphis game last year that came down to that two point conversion. Pirates with four games at home to start the season, and Coach talked about that earlier. But it's really a novelty. Yeah, yeah, it's, and I think in a good way, like just an opportunity for us to you know. You always feel like you play better at home sometimes than you do on the road. Uh, so it's a huge advantage there and just, you know, a chance for our, our fans to, you know, embrace this program and our, our program embrace our fans and all that to be together and experience it all together. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun when the season starts. And as you said, right now, the guys will, will go into the summer conditioning a little bit. They'll get some time off later on. But the office will be here before you know it. Yeah, it, it'll be, I think I read like 150 days, give or take a little bit the other day, which uh, that, that's not long. Yeah, it's not long at all, especially when you're preparing for a college football season. But it'll be uh, all college football 
football seasons in Greenville are just uh, just a blast, and just everybody everybody just loves you know to go to the game. It's something that it's part of the fabric of this community. It's what we do in the fall, and I think that that means a lot to all the coaches and all the players, and, and they all understand that. No doubt, and, and it's something you don't really understand until you come experience it, until you're a part of it, and just knowing what you know ecu east carolina east carolina football means to this community this part of the state it's just really special and, and how important football is here you know it's not like that anywhere else in the state but yeah. it's important here and it matters it most certainly does it certainly matters coach thanks so much for the time we certainly appreciate it we hope you get some steak and shrimp tonight because you deserve it well, after that outing in the spring football game this well, past week we'll see what coach houston says but i appreciate you having me on <laughs> all right blake carroll defensive coordinator joining us that is our show for today have yourself a great sports week and we'll see you back here next week on the brian bailey show so long everybody Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, The Gavigan Agency, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World.